Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what is up, everyone? And welcome to the Gore and More podcast. It is Monday, October 17th, and we are here to do the damn thing, baby. We are here to do the damn thing. But as you can see, we are missing our fluff master supreme. He is not feeling so well. So with us, you get us right here. These guys, the, what What did I say I was going to call us? The handsome horror. No, the handsome haunted. The, uh, now you're going to make me not, look it up. Damn it. It was I'm, the, that's the, what I'm the, doing too. Damn it. Haunted handsome homies of horror. There, you there go. we go. There <laughs> you go. But first, let me introduce the dark Lord of knowledge. The one, the only Chad daddy, Chrisman. What's up, bitches. And down below, we have the Meat Mountain himself, Bobby Amone. What's up, baby? Good evening, fuckers. Boy-oing-oing. And I am your host with the Ghost Lord, Scuba Cabra. And like I said, we're here for the Gormore Podcast. And we're going to do this, but you know what we got to do first, gentlemen? We it is do now it. time for your Salaf! Beautiful. Bobby, oh. Oh. take it away, baby. Hold on. I'm, I'm my heart. <laughs> uh, well, are we still? Are we on a turn two minute clock? Yes, like normal. Uh, I didn't load it, so okay. Well, just, well, that, just well go, just yeah. So okay, so uh, last week during like during the week, just basically worked and all of that fun stuff. Uh, Friday, uh, me, and my girlfriend, and my one friend, we went and saw Halloween Ends, which we'll discuss later. And then and Saturday, uh, me and my girlfriend, we were out with a few more friends of ours. We actually went to New York City. For a party called House of Spirits, so it's literally a haunted soiree. That's exactly what it is. It's like, ooh, I like the word soiree there. By the way, Mm -hmm. fancy. So it's literally five floors, and you have to dress up like you can dress up like you're going to a Halloween party, but you you can also dress up like a masquerade party. So you can do a nice blend of everything. So I did like the um the old uh, doctors. What is it like the? Oh, the plague um, doctor. Yes, yes, that's it. I oh, nice, nice, nice. So I did, like, you didn't lose. That's how I figured it out. <laughs> yes, that's why I was like, I'm trying to like, like what they call them again. And then my girlfriend had like a Renaissance outfit that went with it, and she had a masquerade mask. Oh. My one friends, they were dressed up like in dark black dress, and he had stud boots. Like we were, we were ready to go all out. So we did. We enjoyed it. And each room of the five levels has its own separate drink. So. All hmm. alcoholic drinks, and they're all themed with the room. Like they had a Ouija room, they had a séance room, they had like a like a dance room. But each room had its own drink. So you go to the room, you get as many as you want, basically, and you know do whatever. They had like a haunted maze. You could go play. You know, they had like a little fake Ouija board. You could play with. They had all kinds of little activities. So that's it was a fun time. Nice. And then yesterday, I actually had had an event which is actually on my shirt with me, which I'll, I'll talk about real quick. So it was a place called Pothead, Pothead's Coffee House 
in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. Uh, they wanted oh, okay. to do like a ho- they wanted to do like a Halloween like event. So my, my friend Lisa, who f- has done plenty of uh, photos with me, she said, you know, they want to have you as Jason there and someone as Michael. I said, sure, you know, why not? And it was really 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 busy like we took so many pictures they made shirts like i'm on a shirt and they have the licensing to do to use jason and michael so that's me on the potheads coffee house shirt right here very nice and you can very cool go on their website and buy them they have ones with me with michael and then ones with both of us so we did that pretty much for the first half of the day yesterday and then we went into scarecrows which was like down the street from it and, you know, spent more money, which I have to show what I got. I got the Toonie Terrors Halloween 3. Nice. So I, yeah, I was, I was happy when I found this. So I got that. And then me and my girlfriend went to a haunted hayride last night right around the corner from the house. And it was a nice little, little it was a good little haunt. It was scary. It had some good, it had some good jumps with it. It was a fun night. It was a fun weekend. And then I got to watch this classic sick movie which i'm so excited to talk about yeah, so, excellent. that was that was my slice of life chad daddy i want to hear yours Man, now I, I gotta say mine wasn't nearly as exciting it was kind of kind of mellow kind of laid back you know friday you know like most everyone else i saw halloween ends i i sat down and watched it as soon as i got the kids uh on the bus in the morning i came home turned on peacock and watched it and like you said We'll talk about that later. Uh, what else did I do? My son had a soccer game. It was his last actual just normal soccer game for the season. And they didn't win. They end up losing 4-1. to one, But his team's still in second place. So this upcoming weekend is tournament day. So he has to play at least two games. And then we'll see how much further he goes on from there. And the, the tournament basically is what decides the championship. And win or lose. I don't really care. He had a good time. He loves soccer. He wants to come back up to uh, do spring soccer. So uh, I'm pretty happy. I feel like it was a uh, time well spent, money well spent. He enjoyed it. He wants to do it again. So it's a win-win situation for me. And uh, you know, he's, he's made some pretty good friends. So, you know, it's good. You know, And it was a beautiful day Saturday, too. It was nice and sunny. It was warm, perfect kind of weather. You want to go sit and watch a game. It wasn't too hot. My daughter complained it was too hot, but she's she always complains when it's warm. And then let's see. I'd be I'd be your daughter. I'd be like, uh, fucking hot. <laughs> oh, dude, it was only, it wasn't even seventy degrees, so it wasn't it was still hot. fucking hot. <laughs> it, it felt good. It felt good. And yesterday, yeah, pretty mellow. I didn't really, I don't think I really did much of anything yesterday. Now I think about it, but um, oh, and I started playing this game called Death Loop on PS5, which uh, Bethesda made it. You know, of course, they made uh, the Fallout series. Yeah, among others, it's it's pretty fun. You basically you're supposed to die over and over in this game. It's called it's called Death Loop, and every time you die, you know it's like you learn something new about yourself, and you learn something about this. It's 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 really interesting. You just got to play it to understand. Like I was stuck in this one part of the game because it says you have to go into the building, into the library, and like the whole building is locked down. The front gate is like it, the front door is just a gate. You can't get in. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I can't figure out what to do. It's like, okay, maybe if I die, I'll figure something out. So I threw my character, there's a cliff there, and I just threw off the cliff to see what happened. So you respawn in your apartment, you know, gather everything up, went back there, and this time the door was open. So I was supposed oh. to die. Huh. Yeah. Huh. It's just cool. really cool little things like that. <clears throat> so I was playing that. Um, then today, you know, my wife went and did her 
um, not a job interview. Um, it's some kind of it was something she had to do, but she starts a new job tomorrow, so she's going to be a, a teacher's nice. aide now. Nice, oh, congratulations. congratulations! Thanks. And she'll be down at the high school with uh, the kids. And I, so I, I, I had this funny thought this morning. I told her to. I said, "So you're going to be a teacher's aide at the high school?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "You know, the kids are going to have to call you Mrs. Chrisman." And I think that's the first time anybody's ever really called you that. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> that means you're moving up in life. Yeah, it buddy. Does. It does. So she'll be doing that, and I'll be doing, you know, the the stay at home dad thing for a while. And this summer, this summer I'll probably find again a decent job, and then because my youngest daughter will be old enough to go to kindergarten. Nice. She was, she, oh, she nice. just missed the cutoff age by two weeks, or she would have started this year. because oh. she was born in the middle of July, and July first was the cutoff. Dang. Yeah, but it'll be great. I, she needs a little bit more time at home, and I, you know. We, me and her have this great bond anyway, so we'll have fun. Yeah, cherish it, man. Cherish it. Abs- absolutely, I am. Mine's mine's going to be a senior, and I remember my stay-at-home dad days, and those were some of the best times, man. Yep. Wouldn't give it up for anything. I'm loving it. So, you know, I've kind of talked enough. Uh, Scoobs, it's your turn, brother. Well, Thursday, I watched Halloween ends. <laughs> and like we said, we'll talk about that later. Uh, um uh. Friday, I, I was off on vacation, so I really didn't do much but decorate my house. I am like on a decorating frenzy. Um, like I've said previously, I'm in a competition with one of my neighbors down the way who turns out is one of my friends. So we have this decorating battle going on. And I kind of think I'm a little bit ahead right now, especially after putting up my LED lights in the yard last night. Um, my wife that, loves you. My wife loves your setup, by the way. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad she does. I'm glad she does. His is kind of similar. He did the cemetery thing also, but he has like inflatables and stuff. And it just kind of looks, I don't know. I wanted mine creepy. So I was like, man, I just want to, I just want a creepy. I don't, I don't want any light up inflatables. I don't, you know, I just want the creepy factor. So that's what I've been working on. Um, I, I saw this really cool video on TikTok where you can make like a smoldering mound of charred bones out of lights and spray foam. Mm, so I took it. I took it one step further. I bought a big cauldron from Party City and I stuck the lights in the cauldron. Foam, more lights, foam, more lights, foam. So now I have a smoky cauldron of these light up bones and I got chicken wire, made this little ghost girl into... More of like a witch, I guess you would say, that's sitting in front of the bone. So it looks super fucking creepy. That sounds um, so, so cool. I, I've just been working on Halloween shit all weekend. That's that's what I nice. did. Uh, I made an arch for my walkway leading up to, to the house out of pool noodles. Um, hey, Big Johnny D's listening in, buddy. Hey, Johnny D, what's up, buddy? Um, Notice they're, wait, com- they're commenting on YouTube, so I'm guessing yeah, Facebook yeah, isn't working yet. So Yeah, it's so, not on Facebook. I, I went ahead and shared the link on Facebook and told people to watch on YouTube. I don't know what's going on. Even my Facebook wouldn't load. It's probably got to be live, Facebook so. at this point, so it is what it is. Yeah, who knows? But um, then I got to watch this movie, which I was not disappointed with. And Oh, and I spent time with a girlfriend, of course. You know, that's... My That's a given. Everyday thing. I get get to spend time with my lovely lady, but mm. we're not. I'm done. That's all I did. So now let's talk about this. And Chad, Daddy, this was your pick. This was my pick. So this, so, so happy today. when he chose this. Too. <laughs> and you know what? 
I almost went with the remake, but I said, you know, we've got to start with the classic. So today we're talking about the original House on Haunted Hill, released February 17th, 1959. And it goes a little something like this. A millionaire, Frederick Lauren, invites five strangers to a party in the House on Haunted Hill. The house has a past of brutal murders. Mr. Lauren's fourth wife, Annabelle, warns the guests that her husband is insane and plans something that night. That's when everyone begins to suspect something's going on with Mr. Lauren. At midnight, the doors are locked and there's no way to get out. The house is presumably haunted. One of the guests, Mr. Pritchard, who seems to know a great deal about the history of the place, and says there are seven ghosts in all, but greed drives most of the victims, who immediately face various threats to their lives. As the guests continue to be frightened and threatened, two have their very unspecific reason for being there, and not everyone will live through the night. As the night progresses, all the guests are trapped inside the house with ghosts, murderers, and other terrors. Directed by the late, great William Castle. Of course, most of us know who he is, but in case you didn't, he did movies like The Tingler, 13 Ghosts. He had a little, he, had, he was very gimmicky with his yeah. uh, with his movies. And, uh, yeah, if he, he was. Tingler had a really cool gimmick, though. That yes, was it did. Really cool it gimmick. actually yeah. legit shocked people. And if, yeah. people. and if anybody doesn't know, look up uh, William Castle, do a little research, see what he did. Amazing stuff. The guy was a visionary. Um, so yes. uh, also it was written by Rob White, who also wrote The Tingler and 13 Ghosts, produced by, of course, William Castle, who did, uh, among others, he did 13 Frightened Girls. And believe it or not, he actually produced Rosemary's Baby. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right, it's been a minute for that movie. Yeah, it has. Uh, so it was starring. Oh, wait, sorry. Bobby. I was going to say, I didn't realize. I was stepping on your toes. I apologize. It's all good. Starring the. I mean, we already know Vincent Price. If you don't know what he's done, we have a problem. As Frederick Lauren, Carol Hart, the Scavengers, Spider Baby as Annabelle Lauren, Richard Long, Ma and Pa Kettle, 77 Sunset Strip as Lance Schroeder, Alan Marshall, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the opposite sex as Dr. David Trent, Carolyn Craig, Giant, Apache Territory as Norman. Nora Manning, Alicia Cook Jr., the Maltese Falcon, Salem's Lot as Watson Pridgett, credited as Alicia Cook, Julie Mitchum, Die in the Mighty, the Edge of or Edge of Hell as Ruth Bridgers, Leona Anderson, Ashes, Johnny Gunman as Mrs. Slides, Mrs. Slides. Oh, okay, now I'm like, wait a minute, where'd that name come from again howard hoffman the littlest hobo macabre macabre am i saying that right or just macabre macabre oh, okay. just macabre as jonas <laughs> as jonas slides i just like to point yes vincent price is famous for the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo you're lying man he, he's famous for thriller that's that uh, he's famous for thriller and his oh, he's awesome thriller rap. guy <laughs> yeah, Bobby, you're coming in really crackly again. I don't know if you want to give us one more refresh just for the heck of it. That yeah, amazing, buddy. Uh, I'll try. All right. Chad, you want to take it or you want me to take it? Oh, you take it. I did the, the rundown. All right. My guest. Music by Von Dexter, 13 Ghosts, Mr. Sardonicus. Uh, cinematography by Carl E. Guthrie, Frankenstein, 1970, and the Green Hornet. Edited by Roy Livingston, Zorro, the sign of Zorro. Effects and makeup by Herman Townsley, The Angry Red Planet, my favorite Martian. Distributed by Allied Artists, runtime of 75 minutes, MPAA rating. There was no rating. 
budget of two hundred thousand dollars and it grossed two point five million. Oh yeah, and that is for the time. I was gonna say for the time that is a ton of money. I don't know what that Mm -hmm. relates to now, but that's that's a that's a a hit right there. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely. But I will have to say, in watching this, it's not really a horror movie. It's more of a whodunit. I know, and that's what and that's what caught me off guard too, because I was definitely expecting a horror movie. I I've only seen the remake, and the remake, yes, yes, the remake is great and has you know a really good cast, and it actually you know is a haunted house. This it's kind of ambiguous as to whether or not there were ever actually any ghosts there. Most of what we see wasn't. Yeah, it was all you know a big fake out. You know they were trying to uh, off. Sorry, they were trying to off Vincent Price for the money as uh, his wife and um, the doctor were. Which, by the way, I'm sitting there looking at the wife. I'm like, she's she's really good looking, but you know, she kind of reminds me of somebody. And it hit me halfway through the movie. She looks almost exactly like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I could see that. I can see that. Like the cheekbones, I think, is what. So, sorry, I need a drink. But yeah. and so yeah, and this is like you said, it's more of a mystery who done it, which wasn't what I was expecting when I saw this. And uh, that also, believe it or not, this movie was a huge influence on uh, Alfred Hitchcock, and uh, that's why he made Psycho. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a very good movie. I, I'm not going to say it was a fun movie, but it was it was a great, like I said, who done it because. Yeah. You go in thinking, okay, like like you said, I had only ever seen the remake. So with the remake, of course, you know, we know how that one turned out. Mm-hmm. And and so I kind of expected the same thing out of this. And we, you don't know. I mean, because even that old lady looked, she was fucking floating. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, <laughs> who knows? I mean, there were some points where you, you almost got the, okay, is, is this really happening? Or is it all just his theatrics? for the setup um but i mean there was so many different things going on with these people that you don't know who was trying to get who and who was in with them and you know but it was a really good movie but but vincent price plays it off so well too yeah like oh yeah definitely to, to every every degree the man knows how to basically be scary frightening funny and yet scared all in one like yeah yeah I, I, he, he he made i mean obviously it's vincent price everybody else was great but he made it as if like wow we really don't know what the hell's going on here and you know after after his his intro to the movie i was really bummed that i just shaved my mustache off because i loved the little <laughs> twist up i was like damn it why did i shave i could have done that on monday yeah, my biggest disappointment with this movie is, and you're probably not going to hear me say this much, see this, hear this say this very often about a movie. This needed to be at least 15 minutes longer. Yeah, yeah. I, Actually, I, feel I like would everything agree with that. just came full circle way too fast. Yeah, it was um, an hour and 15 minutes. It, a 90 minute runtime would have been perfect for this. Yeah. Just to kind of stretch it out, give us a little bit more, a little bit more of the fake hauntings or maybe even some of the real hauntings. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe movies back then, I mean, because we're. They wrote movies different back then than what they we're did. used to nowadays, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just I, f- I feel it was it was such a good movie, and I'm really not a big black and white movie fan. I wasn't expecting much, especially after watching A Haunting, because people love that movie so much. So I thought maybe this one was going to be another letdown, and I was so happy that it wasn't. It kept me hooked every mm-hmm. single step of the way. I loved just just the entire 
the the scenery, everything was just so great. I mean, and you could tell it was a set, but it was just so you got that fear like shit. They can't get out. You know, there, there's no way for them to get yeah. out. And it just they, they pulled it off so well. Like it, it was such a good movie. Yes, it was. I've and, seen this movie. I don't know how many times I watch it this time of year so so much like my my mom's even sometimes like why do you watch it so many times i'm like it's just it's got that ambiance to it it's a haunted mm-hmm. house movie but it's a whodunit movie it's it's vincent yeah. price it's got, got the it's got the like right elements to have a a good little spooky night but not one where you're gonna be like oh. one where you're gonna be you know just kind of like oh shit what's going on here you know I, it's even got that great soundtrack that you want from a haunted house movie. yes yes, yes. the yes. soundtrack was perfect mm-hmm. especially like that is the soundtrack for that era of movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, so, so good. Um, but I watched the colorized version. I don't know but if I, you guys know. I. Okay. I, almost, I almost did, and I was reading the reviews further on down on Prime, and people were saying the colorized version was shit because it's cropped to fit. Uh... Yeah. So that's I almost did, and then I looked at that, and I'm like, I'm going to go with black and white for this. I started watching it in black and white, and then I had to I had to – go do something and i started watching i was like you know what i'm gonna pick up pick up where it is on color and there were some parts of it that were kind of weird like the color coloring wasn't correct like there was this one part where they're they're talking and you see the woman's hand and her hand's still gray i'm like is she wearing a fucking glove like what oh wait i forget this was a black and white movie they colorized it but even yeah but some of the colors of like some of their um outfits i'm like no that doesn't look like that's what he would be wearing or the color she would be wearing but then again you know it it probably is or was but some of it didn't look right but it was still cool to watch it in color yeah, yeah this is this was definitely a cool movie and i'm glad uh i'm glad you guys enjoyed it, and i'm glad this is our kind of our first foray into a william castle movie oh, you I know just... maybe we'll go back maybe we'll go back and watch another of his i know we got uh, 13 ghosts coming up but it's the remake not the original you know maybe next year we'll throw a couple of his in there just uh just for the fun of yeah, it. yeah i'm definitely down for it because i, guess... I love the gimmicks mm. yeah you know, granted granted we're not going to be able to watch the tingler the way it, it was meant to be watched but yeah. just the fact that he was a very gimmicky person when it came to his movies i love that i love that and he inspired then his gimmicks inspired there was a movie called matinee with john uh, goodman mm-hmm. and also inspired uh scenes in the movie popcorn as well oh, okay oh. cool okay I, I i got it like i said i said it before i got excited when you said house on hotel i'm like oh, you gotta put that in, in the list please <laughs> like yes and i kind of almost wanted to watch the remake like how we had talked about watching both just so we could compare. Cause I haven't, seen I would have, I would have, if I had more time, but I literally just watched this, uh, just, just got finished maybe an hour or so before we got on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had time, I, unfortunately. And I, I do want to watch it cause my wife didn't like, did not like this. She didn't like it. She didn't like it. I think she, she I think she was expecting like an actual horror movie versus a who done. Yeah. Cause like I said, you know, we didn't know it was a who done it. So it's kind of yeah. a surprise. And that's, that's what, like I said, that's what surprised me is, I always assumed that it was a horror movie that it had ghosts because that's what I saw in the remake. And I, and I love the twists. You're like, Oh crap. Well, the wife's the first one dead. Oh, she's not dead. Oh, he's yeah. dead. Oh wait, he's not dead now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was really great. It's, it, it was, it was definitely enjoyable to watch. I would definitely watch this again. And I totally I, have the gun that they have in mm-hmm. the movie. I have one of those. Nice. <laughs> I was gonna, I, and I just remembered it's in my drawer. I was gonna have it 
like this when we started the show, but I forgot to could, get it. Could you? Oh man! Could you imagine? though, you go to a, a house party and like that's the thing you see little coffins like that, and there's guns in there. It's like, hmm. but I mean, really? but they had a point. What is a gun gonna do to a ghost? It's you know? true. But it's true. I mean, I do when when I do my investigations, I do always. We're always packing. Just but in our cases, because you never know who could who's be, gonna be there. Yeah, so we're always packing. So just eh, just listen up. You ever try to sneak up on us? Just be careful because we're always packing. And I'm also I'm kind of curious. We know her pistol had blanks. Do you think everybody else's was, or was it just hers? I think everybody's had blanks except that's for that what I was thinking. First. See, I'm actually thinking everybody else's were real on hers or blanks because he knew no. I have a feeling he knew nobody's gonna shoot unless you know, except for her. She gets nervous. Everybody else wasn't like that. He knew. Yeah, but did did he know know who all was in it? I mean, the man he would have had to do some kind of research. But the man's a millionaire, so it's not like he can't get access to be like, I need to find out what's behind the backgrounds of these people. I mean, he he obviously knew about the doctor and his wife. Yeah, he he knew they were unfair, so that's why they why he was there. Yeah. So there, I I, I think he did. I think so. I I want to say that. I mean, if I was in that situation, I would have just loaded one live round and then everybody else's would have had blanks because there wouldn't even even if there were no reason for anybody else to shoot, then why waste the live rounds when you just load it with blanks? (laughs) Ben said he did a quick Google search. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that existed back then, buddy. That's not how that worked. Maybe nowadays, but not back then. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to say, or do we want to hear from our brother down under? I Let's would like to, that, love to I'll hear see, from I'll the see. man down under. Yeah. All right, here we go. Howdy, fucking duty there, folks. It's your DKB here back for another episode of Gormore. And this week I'm here to talk to you about House on Haunted Hill. Um, I'll just start off by saying that for a runtime at this length, I think it's a nice, neat little package with what we get. I mean, it deals with a lot of themes, of, uh, especially the supernatural, paranormal, and a, a who's done it type film. And they really play off each other. And it's really fun to see that play off each other, especially with the storytelling and the characters themselves, you know, it creates this intense atmospheric presence around the house and it made me glued to the TV for that short runtime. And when that runtime was up, I was like, holy fuck, I was actually enjoying this and it went that goddamn quick. Um, so yeah, what I, what else I really like about this film is the fact that uh, with each character that we get, we get about a two minute bio on each each one of them at the start of the film as Vincent Price addresses the audience. And he, and he tells us who they are, a little bit of the backstory and why they're there and what they're going to use the money for. And I thought that was really good because it takes about 10 minutes up of the film. There's about five or six characters. And then once it, once he's finished with them, we can go straight into the film. We're not here to fuck spies. Let's just get the show on the road. So the minute we've got their backstories... And we're familiar with the characters, we're invested, we can go straight into this fucking house and get this shit on the road. And I really enjoyed that. Now, another thing is, um, do you think that this is one of the very first films that had a fourth wall break? Because not only did Vincent Price address the camera at the very start of the film before he gave us the buyers of these characters, it was also Watson. But halfway through this film, Vincent Price gives us Uh, this look to the camera and he speaks to us while his wife combs her hair and it was just a really weird moment um and I was like 
yeah, anyway, I just have to throw that in there. Anyway, um, all right, so I think the story itself is, like, clever in its own little weird way, especially for something back in the 50s. Uh, I kind of feel with these older films, they had to really rely on their storytelling <coughs> and acting to make a great uh, film because, uh, I mean, the cinematog cinematography is nothing really special, especially back then it was just standard filmmaking. I mean, they hadn't really obviously progressed uh, in, in a certain way, but... Um, um, but yeah, like, like I said, the storytelling was great. There was a couple of twists here and there that I felt was actually, you know, in, interesting. Um, I have like three, three problems with this film and that was like one where, okay, so Annabelle supposedly dies in this film, spoiler alert, I don't care. Um, but Nora's looking out of a window, Annabelle's floating and then the fucking noose comes in and then it flies back at the window, but then it cuts back to Annabelle in bed and she's not dead so it was this like is that just the is that meant to say that this house is haunted and it was a ghost playing off Annabelle's presence or was it actually Annabelle outside doing this shit? They don't really explain, they don't really show us or elaborate on it. It's kind of swept under the rug. Uh another thing was when they first rock up to the house and they walk inside, Watson is extremely familiar. He, sorry, he's one of the characters that's gonna spend the night for the money. He rocks up with the group. He's familiar with the house. He knows the backstory of it. He knows exactly what happened there with each person in the past, how they died in which spot of the fucking house, whatever it is. He's a creepy motherfucker. Um, and they walk in, and there's a, there's a fucking stain on the roof, and it leaks, and it drips onto one of our uh, actresses. And because being a black and white film, us, the audience, can't really tell if it's blood or water, but I would assume it's blood because someone fucking died there, which Watson addresses, you know, someone died in that spot upstairs. And then they but they don't address that it's water or blood as well to the audience in the dialogue, and she just wipes it off. But us, the audience, are like, no, that's definitely blood. That's a red fucking flag. I mean, you'd get the fuck out of that house quick smart. I don't know, I'll just say it's just blood. And um, the final thing I had a problem with this film is um, Nora finds a head in her fucking um, case full of clothes. She goes and tells them. They think she's overreacting, saying shit. And then Lance goes upstairs to see Nora later in the film. And then he finds that head in her cupboard. He takes it downstairs to Watson. He's like, what the fuck's this? And Watson being the paranormal fucking, like, the expert that he is, he's just, like, freaked the fuck out. But then, like, Lance is carrying around, like, oh, check this shit out. Sits it on the table. Lance is like, oh, my God, they, they, that's a ghost head or fucking something. And then, like, in the third act of the film, they all go back into the room because Vincent Price's wife dies and they go there to sit there and talk about what's going on and who's doing what and who's going to, like, there's a killer in the room and you want all the money for yourself and you're going to kill us all. And then it's like Lance is there just, he's a part of it, but it's like, Lance, address the situation, what fucking happened earlier, you found that head. Where's the fucking head in that room now? Did someone come in and rip it out and throw it away or is it actually a ghost head? Tell the others what the fuck you found, motherfucker. Like, it was just little things like that that frustrated me that really needed tuning up in the script. Or if it was in the script, it's the filmmaker that really needed to, like, lift his A-game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just little things like that. I was like, fuck, you could have had it set up so well. But it, but in saying that, it still does create that fear and paranoia because it then questions us, like, did someone come into that room and throw that cunt out? Or is it actually a ghost head? Um, that was just my little things. Uh, like a, yeah, but anyway, 
Um, I think Vincent Price is fucking fantastic in this film. I mean, every time he graces the screen with his presence, I'm all for it. He's he's very calm, collected, and quietly spoken. Very, oh, not polite to his wife, of course. Um, but, you know, every, I, I could just listen to him all day and just to watch him, like, act. He's just so... Like, he's not full of himself. He's just really comfortable with acting. And it's just really great to see him, like, bring his character to life. Um, especially by the end of the film when we get that little bit of a twist. Um, and, 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 the, and the chemistry between him and his wife was actually really interesting to fucking see. I mean, yeah, obviously that shit wouldn't sail. Like, like I mean, it wouldn't have sailed fucking good back then, but even today it'd be ten times fucking worse. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to have to give this film a solid three. Like I said, I was entertained throughout the whole entire 70 fucking, I think, two minutes of this film, and I thought it was pretty clever in its own little weird and fucking unique way. Um, I also forgot to mention that scene with the fucking witch lady, the old lady. That was actually pretty creepy and effective. I fucking enjoyed that. It was, that was good. I forgot to mention that. Um, but, yeah, uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it. I'm sorry that this fucking went for longer than I expected, this review. And but other than that, I will catch you motherfuckers next week. Cheers. Yeah. Solid. Right. Like, very. Thank you, Brody. solid. So, I wanted to address the fourth wall break. And before I started playing Brody's video, I, I was telling myself, don't forget the fourth wall break. Did you did you guys notice that? And I did, and I completely oh, forgot yeah. about it. And he might be right. This might be one of the earliest, if not the earliest, fourth wall break. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit, that was fourth wall break. And then I thought to myself, was that the first fourth wall break ever in a movie? I'm going to Google that huh. real quick while we discuss yeah. And By the way, and he asked another question about um, Annabelle, you know, appearing in the window outside mm -hmm. Nora's room. Uh, yes, that was actually her, not a ghost, because the doctor questioned her about it and said that was a nice twist of you popping up outside the window. I'm not sure what, how they did that. really achieve the whole, the, uh, <clears throat> the, sorry, the new, the rope snaking into the room, but yeah, you know, she she could have just even hallucinated that part after seeing. I don't know, but well, I mean, she I'm was like, already crazy. I mean, you know, she yeah. was literally the weakest-minded person there. But my issue with Nora, she had all this crazy shit already happened. She was already super fucking paranoid when she found that head in her luggage. Why didn't she take the goddamn suitcase with her? Yeah, I would. I would have yeah. taken it. Have been like, look, I'm not crazy. Here it is. Here's the fucking head. Okay, That's upon, upon uh, a little research, that actually the first movie to break the fourth wall was a silent film from 1918 called Men Who've Made Love to Me. Oh, my. So it wasn't oh. the first, uh, but it's definitely an early one. The Men Who Made Love to Me. I think we should review that, guys. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, why not? <laughs> Why are you trying to tell us something? <laughs> but yeah, and another thing, Brody asked if that was blood or water. I'm assuming it was blood. Yeah, no, it's blood in the but... color version. Yeah, well, because even even the second time it happens, she freaks out. But she freaks out more the second time it happened. But they, I was just, I mean, that that plot point just kind of didn't go anywhere either because uh, what was his name? Pritchard was that his name? The one yeah, that Pritchard. had already been in the house. Yeah. Um, he he was like, oh, they, they marked you, they marked you, and then it just kind of didn't go anywhere with that. So I feel I like was... that was just him being paranoid, or being, a and drunk. the red, the the that too. But the red blood stains were basically just a red herring. It didn't really mean anything. Yeah, me. sorry, I got the hiccups. It didn't really mean anything in the long run. But you know, that's okay. I I did not mind that. No, yeah. you know, it, it it kept you guessing. Yeah, this was a 
big guessing game movie and it's, it, it did well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you get, like, like we said, we, you get those little bit of paranormal supernatural aspects to it, but you really don't, but it's still a great whodunit and it keeps you drawn to these characters. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what else to say other than I give me give me a quick two minutes, guys. I gotta I gotta go answer the call of nature. Oh oh it, okay. Uh, don't, don't fall in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than I mean, Nora, she just I, I loved I loved how she was super paranoid. I loved you know Brody Brody also mentioned the 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 old lady that one scene where she's just like in the dark that was creepy that creeped me out and i like how we see that old lady later with her husband by the door yeah and i've been surprised you know she's blind but it makes me wonder it's like okay she, she's blind but what would you be doing down in a room in the basement that doesn't lead anywhere and all of a sudden you just come out when that person's there you know it's like yeah if that's a little suspect at first you know, so it's almost like, well, really? But but it's a creepy scene. I can't argue it's not because every time I watch it, even now, it's a black and white movie. I'm still just like, it's coming, it's coming, coming. Shit, it's here. Okay, like I still. I mean, and that's that's still, literally my biggest fear. That's one of my biggest fears is seeing, and that's why I have my curtain up right here because that's where my little darkened hallway laundry room is. And my biggest fear when that damn thing's open and my lights are off is that I'm gonna see somebody. Uh, fucking floating in there. All right. So, yeah. Funny thing. Funny thing. Years ago, they did that uh, 101 or 50 scariest moments, or whatever in horror movies. Mm-hmm, was, yeah. Uh, and that was Tom Savini said that was one of the scenes that scared him the most out of. Oh any yeah. Movie it's it's for, a terrifying scene yeah. even now. Even nowadays. First, that yeah, is a first time I saw scene. it, I was like, oh. It, shit. it made me jump because I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I knew that was. I knew that scene was in the movie. I thought it was in like much later. So, uh, so, so then, real quick of jump scares, just a small sidebar. So I said last night, me and my girlfriend went to a haunt. Well, they had us through a maze, and it was just pitch black lit with tiki torches. So as this jump scare in the movie, you want to talk about a jump scare, it's dead silent. All you hear is the guy but revved the chainsaw real quick and came right up running behind <laughs> us. You want to talk jump scare. There's your fucking jump scare. So in co- in co- in with this, yeah, that had to play in. And nice. and just because I forgot to mention it, I did have daddy daughter time this weekend. We went to go watch Smile. Oh, what you think? That movie. You think? That movie had I my it took a while for my my anxiety to stop. Same. That no, movie wait, wait. was damn good. I've heard so many did good I things hype it up about too that. Too much for you, or do you think my hype was? Re- Your hype was real. It it was so damn good. The jump scares in it, man. I, yeah, yeah. You know they're coming, but they still got me every single time. Even the one that you see in the trailer got yes. me. I was like, "God damn it!" Like I knew it was gonna, I knew it was gonna happen, and it still got me. I'm happy to. Hear but you back like- to this film. Back to this film. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on, or are we taking I, a peek behind I, that curtain? I, I want to see what's behind that curtain. I want to see. You know, is it puckering over there? Oh, I'll be happy to start. So the large grosses for this film were noticed by Alfred Hitchcock. This led him to create his own low budget horror film, Psycho, in 1960. Nice. Hmm. If it's I, he inspired that. I, I for some reason find it so hard to believe that this that was a year later. I don't know why. Right? I just do. 
two effective horror movies like that back to back uh exterior shots of the haunted house primarily during the opening sequence were filmed at the ennis brown house located in the los feliz sorry my my pronunciation was definitely wrong i I didn't realize that until i was halfway through uh neighborhood of los angeles directed or designed by frank lloyd wright and built in 1924 it's listed on the national register of historic places nice nice i'm i'm I kind of assumed it was designed, you know, by somebody. And it didn't look like an actual haunted house to me, though. Like, it looked more like it was built to be like a museum or something. It looked like an asylum. Yeah. It looked like something that was housing uh, many things. Yeah. It it didn't look like it was somebody that a a person would legit live in to me. Let me see if I can find pictures of it. Like the house, the house they used on the haunting. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the openings the opening scare trick was so effective that it actually started the idea of novelty haunting records. The scare trick being um, the the pitch black scene with the noises. Okay. 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 Uh, records of spooky sounds, sound effects, and music that were commonly used for Halloween, Halloween parties, and uh, makeshift haunted house attractions were all inspired by that. I used to love Halloween when I was a kid. And my mom would bust out. We had this one record and I don't remember what it was called, but it had an, it was orange and black and had like your typical Halloween bullshit on it. And it was just nothing but scary sounds with like scary music behind it. And I absolutely loved that. So <laughs> nice seeing that in this film brought back a lot of like, Oh shit. Like I remember listening to shit like this when I was a kid. I used to have cassette tapes of that too. <clears throat> yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I looked up photos of the house. I'm going to send it to the group. Yo, that's yeah. Not, not you. <laughs> okay. would, you wouldn't find us living in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The skeleton that rises from the vat of acid is actually a real human skeleton. Like most movies, it was simply faster and cheaper to buy a real human skeleton from a biological supply house than having one created by the special effects department. Spooky. I, I still find that so weird. It's, easier and cheaper to get a human skeleton than to make that plastic one especially for that scene in fucking uh poltergeist oh god yes Ah, the curse those were all real yes they were uh this used a gimmick called emergo in theaters when the skeleton rises from the acid vat in the film a lighted plastic skeleton on a wire appeared from a black box next to the screen to swoop over the heads of the audience the skeleton would then be pulled back into the box as the skeleton in the film is reeled in many theaters soon stopped using this effect because when the local boys heard about it they would bring slingshots to the theater when the skeleton (laughs) started its journey they would pull out their slingshots and fire at it with stones bb's ball bearings and whatever else they could find Oh, boys will be boys. Oh, yes. Yes, And some of the equipment still exists. It has been resurrected for use during special showings of the film. Oh, cool. Oh, Oh, shit. Huh. I like that. Okay. That, that, I mean, and I, that's a really cool gimmick. When I went to New York, I saw the Harry Potter play and they do something similar when the Dementors come out. And they're like floating across the audience, like right above nice. your head. And it was just so fucking cool. So nice. I I mean, back in that time, that would have been terrifying seeing a skeleton float over your damn oh, head. Yeah. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, William Cat, he was a master at this, you know. 
He was a showman. Okay, so all this, although this was one of Allied artists' most profitable profitable films of that period, it fell into the public domain. Despite the widespread availability on home video, the current holder of the Allied artists' library, Warner Brothers, still receives bookings for 35 millimeter release prints. Hmm. Right. I would like Which to see, would go I would, into the special screening thing. I would l- yeah. love to. See, I would love to see this on the big screen, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I think really it'd be cool. really cool. And bring back the like, or modernize it just a little bit. I would need a double feature though, with something tingler? else, maybe with the tingler or something. You know, because an hour and fifteen minutes, is, I'll yeah. sit in the theater for two, three hours. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah no doubt. I mean, have sat through Endgame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Ben says, I remember Halloween records on the back of cereal boxes. I don't remember that. I, I'm, I do. I, I, I do. I remember that. I'm not that old. Sorry. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I never had them, but I, do, I remember them. Okay, so William Castle related the story of meeting Vincent Price on a day when Price had learned he'd been passed over for a part. Over coffee, Castle described the premise of this picture. Price liked the idea, and it led to a two-picture collaboration, this and The Tingler, which also came out in 59. Okay, so well, there's there my double go. feature right there. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Ben's old. <laughs> yeah, you're old, Ben. Sorry, Ben. We'll Join talk about corn, it on buddy. Recycled Corn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Cassandra Peterson, of course, is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, once said in Larry King Live that this was her favorite horror film. I can see why. I like her taste very much. But a horror film? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know that I can classify this as a horror movie. Well, back then, a lot of movies were either, they weren't sure whether it was horror, thriller, or sci-fi. Sci-fi was a little more like okay that, oh, sci-fi was very uh, distinct then yeah, but horror yeah. i don't think had a definite definition just yet yeah just yet it was still kind of early for horror yeah i mean yeah it was it was that transition period before it was just just right this was shortly after you know the universal horror ended because you had the creature from the black lagoon in the 50s and then it was a little before you know it went into almost the psychedelic era with um and the grindhouse era so it's yeah, kind of yeah. in a gray spot right then and there. And then, yeah. you, and then right after this, you had Psycho, which then jump started, you know, a whole list of obviously what we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What else we got, Chad Daddy? Okay. The ten thousand dollars offered to each of the guests in nineteen fifty nine would be equal to over one hundred one thousand five hundred dollars in twenty twenty two. Oh my! I would stay in house for that money. Yeah, yeah. I, that's one thing I don't understand. You know, they're they're still walking around the house. They're wandering around the house. After the Annabelle hung herself, I would have been locking myself in the room, saying, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm just gonna stay here." I'd have fucking time. stayed in my bed with my gun, just mm-hmm. fucking laying there waiting for. And then the, to walk and in. then when the doctor comes to the door and says, "Oh, we should have a meeting down in the living room to talk about this." Nope, nope. You go do that. Yourself. I'm good. Go ahead. I'm like, go, I'm go have fun. I'm gonna go to sleep. And I'm gonna get my ten thousand first. Yeah. But you all die. Wake up. Okay, where's my money? See you later. Exactly. And I, and I don't. And I thought it was kind of weird that the uh, the bedrooms, like the bed, the main doors to the hallway locked, but they had an interconnecting door in between them that did not. That's true. They yeah. did. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Mm. Sorry. 
Uh, the failure of the original copyright holder to renew the film's copyright resulted in it falling into the public domain, meaning that virtually anyone could duplicate and sell a VHS DVD copy of the film. Therefore, many of the versions of this film available on the market are either severely and usually badly edited <coughs> excuse me, and or of extremely poor quality, having been duped from second or third generation copies of the film. All right. <coughs> excuse me. Throat's mm, a little dry. Brody. Okay, I retract. Back to what I said in my review, if blood dropped from the roof onto me, I would stay there for that money. Yeah, $10,000, you can fucking pour pig's blood all over me. I don't know shit. I'll, I'll, I'll be carry for a night if you just want to pour. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, okay, I already mentioned the opening jump gimmick, how it was. It says, um, the Total Darkness accompanied by horrible noises echoing in a large movie theater would have been terrifying in those days. The effect most likely is lost on modern viewers watching the film on a smaller television screen without the tele- theatrical sound system, volume, and near-total darkness. Okay. It's still scary. It's still creepy. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, my, my, my youngest daughter, Harper, was sitting there, and she was getting creeped out by it. And she was, <laughs> she was overseeing at the kitchen table. Uh, Alan Marshall, who plays the elegant Englishman among the group hoping to survive a single night in Hill House, had been a popular supporting actor. And wait. Say that again? Um. The elegant Englishman. So that would have been the the the, the doctor, the psychiatrist. The doctor, yes. yeah. Um, so he was a popular supporting role in the '30s with prominent roles opposite Greta Garbo in Conquest and Charles Lawton in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. His life ended dramatically when he died on stage, playing one of May West's multiple husbands during a live performance of her play Sextet. Holy so the poor shit. guy died on stage. Wow, going out in style, then I guess. Well, he died doing what he loved. There you go. That's a great way to do it. Absolutely. The main image in the display advertising showed a woman hanging from a noose with the other end of the rope held aloft by a gigantic grinning skeleton. It also included an image of Vincent Price holding a woman's decapitated head by the hair. In 1959, (sighs) some newspapers judged the image too gruesome for publication. Exhibitors were encouraged to play up the fact the movie was so frightening, even the ads couldn't be shown. And then it became a huge box office hit. So I have I, that. I have that poster. I want that. I poster. have it. And I, when I was decorating my office at work, I ha- was going to put up my Dawn of the Dead and my Lost Boys poster. And then I had this poster. And I decided against putting it up because of because the, the severed heads, the severed head and the hanging yeah. girl. I didn't want parents to come in my office and be like, oh, my God, he's got a hanging woman in there. <laughs> I can see that. I can, I can see yeah. parents raising a stink yeah. about that. Yeah. Excuse me. That Mr. S- Mr. Steve, he's got a hanging head. My yeah. Continue. Okay. During principal photography, Caroline Craig, who played Nora Manning, was in the early stages of her pregnancy. Her son Charles was born the following May. Oh, <coughs> oh no shit! Couldn't even tell. Yeah, would not even known. Mm. And but, finally. The production of the film had been partly inspired by the success of Shirley Jackson's book, The Haunting of Hill House, (laughs) Uh, which had been released earlier that year. Notably, the film's title is a reworking of Jackson's book title and both reference the same subject. The value of books had been keen on William Castle's mind. When Ira Levin's Rosemary's Baby had been in the proof stage, Castle raised the money to purchase the movie rights. He instinctively knew it would become a valuable property that he could produce and direct. Although he wasn't able to direct it, he was able to both negotiate a deal to produce the film and produce other movies for the same studio as well. Nice. Smart man. 
Too. Yeah, he had oh, a good shit. bit of foresight there. And uh, I just want to give a real quick shout out to my girlfriend who pitched <coughs> a television show to uh, Vizio, I think it was today. Really? Oh, she, she figured out. She figured. I did see on yeah. Facebook she was asking how to do that. So I'm glad she did that. She, uh, she, one of somebody she knows works for them, and they are buying up properties. And so she, uh, she pitched her show and. They're going to have a meeting and stuff, so. All right. Hopefully she, yeah, hopefully she sells her first fucking TV show. That's fucking All right. Fingers, fingers crossed. That's yeah, rad. fingers crossed. Yeah, because then I can be yeah. stay-at-home Ooh. dad. Yeah, she could be your sugar mama. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you for that, Chad Daddy. Let's no, move on pleasure. to our questionies. Yeah. So, what format was this watched on? Amazon Prime. Prime. All right. I watched it on YouTube, and it wasn't mm. bad. It, it The quality was not horrible. Prime was, it was all right. Some yeah. scenes were a little more blurry than others. Yeah. But, you know, it's, this uh, this is second and third generation copies mostly, f- you know, floating around. So that's probably what this was. Yeah. The uh, the colorized version that I watched was, it was not a bad copy at all. No. It was very clean. Nice. Yeah. Prime was colorized too. At least mine was. So it, yeah, no. It was actually pretty good. All right. Douche of the film. The wife. Yeah, she was a bitch. <laughs> the wife and the doctor, obviously. I was gonna. I would say the doctor, the doctor, because he knew she was married. He knew. Yeah, she but was she married. she went along with it. It goes. Perfect. I know, I know, but she's my pick for the douche. Oh yes, bitch. She deserved yeah. it. Okay, I don't know if we can really answer this, but favorite kill. Uh, the wife falling the vat of acid. It was a little more uh, satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kind of bummed we didn't get to see the other the doctor get into the acid, but I don't think they want well, to reveal who maybe Yeah, that would have revealed it and I'm glad they didn't because you know, I'm sitting there wondering, like, did he go in there or did uh, Vincent Price's body and then of course, you know, the big reveal later, which we'll get into because I think uh, you know what? Best that scene was in the best scene. And I think that was my pick for best scene was the reveal that Vincent Price knew all along what was happening. And he, he showed him with the whole big pulley system that he was moving the skeleton around that scared her and pushed her into the vat of acid. I love that. I was, right. I was not expecting that at all. I'm going to have to go with the, uh, the scene with the old lady in the dark room. When I was going to say the same thing. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and even the one, even the first time we see her, when she just kind of backs up, like yeah. that was creepy as shit too. Yeah. So that that for me that was best scene. I uh, did the opening scene hook you in? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It it was yeah. different. It was different. I love the way that they narrated and gave every the gist of everybody, and then like Brody said, boom, we're we're on to the movie. We don't need any any backstory, nothing. We got it all right there. That was really yeah. cool that they actually gave a little bit of backstory on each character as they're yeah. driving up. That was uh, yeah. that was I've never seen that done in a movie before quite like that. And the the calming voice. Yet I'm intrigued and I'm scared, but you're calm. He had, Vincent Price had such a distinct voice. It was calming and terrifying at the same time. Like oh, yeah. he just man. He, he had said, great presence. Brody said who's Harry Hand grabs Nora? Was it the doctors? I that's what I'm that too. No, I was I, wondering that too. I think it's actually, I think it's the caretaker. <clears throat> the husband the, oh, the could have been the caretaker care- in on it because the voice doesn't sound like a 
the his accent. It doesn't at all. Like when you hear him say, "Get out, get out," while you can't, it sounds like a no, 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 no. That 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 was the caretaker. Uh, but when it showed her, when the hand just reached around the corner and grabbed her, is what oh, was asking. okay, yeah. I'm getting confused. Yeah, like, that wait. that was the caretaker. Yeah, but the the hand. You know, it could have been, or it could have actually been one of the ghosts that they were they were alleging to. The world may never know. All right, uh, most attractive character. The wife was pretty attractive, actually. She was a bitch. The wife, as, as the wife was hot, but I I gotta go with Vincent Price, man. He looked fucking I suave. Mean, oh, he was suave yeah, and handsome. He, he was, was a very dapper gentleman in this in this movie. It's it's um, a tie because she was she was really good looking. I don't, she, I don't know, man. She had, Nora, she had a nice waist. I, I don't know. I, like, I liked Nora. I, I like Nora, cute. but I got I got a Jennifer Lawrence thing, and she reminded me of yeah. her. Yeah, Nora. now the, the the wife, and then the price as the male here. I mean, that's a given. Heard. All right. Most or uh, did the score set the mood? Oh my god, oh, I love the score. Yeah. The score yeah. was great. <laughs> it, the score it, perfect. The, the score was uh, almost its own character. I want. Oh yeah. If they ever if they ever put it on record, I want to buy it. I. I so I'm sure it's probably out there somewhere. I will find it. And it would have uh, to be a, on record too. Like it would have to be an actual album. Yeah, yeah it has to be. Yeah, no, the, the, I, this doesn't need the MP3 treatment. Mm-hmm. I need those yeah. cracks and those pops with it. Uh, best song. I don't think we can pick one. We, did, we didn't get a no, song. So, no uh, song. N.A. Favorite character. Vincent Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> no, yep. Yeah. yep, agreed. Was it scary? Oh, Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bobby. What were you going to say? For other runner-up character, actually, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Lance. Yeah. I I liked his character, too. I liked Pritchard, only because he was very knowledgeable. He knew what the fuck was going on there. Granted, you know, once he got drunk, he became kind of annoying, but he was was probably second runner-up for me. So Pritchard Lance and Vincent Price were about the only ones that were tolerable. The other yeah. lady, she why was she even there? She didn't even Yeah, do she didn't even do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. She was yeah. just like, like, like she, she was just there to get blood dripped on and drink yeah. up and uh, scotch. I'm here for the money because <laughs> I'm a degenerate gambler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Was it scary? Yes. I think it had for the scary time, moments. For yeah. the time, for the time yes. It has some moments, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yes. Does Marginal, it hold up yeah. today? I think so. Yeah. Very well. Mm-hmm. Because Very well, none of us were expecting a whodunit, so it was a nice little mm-hmm. twist there. Yeah. Uh, how was the acting, fellas? Oh, fantastic. Everybody was great. The wife hated Nora because of all the screaming. She just wanted her to die. I think that's why she. That's part, <laughs> that's part of why she didn't like it. She gets annoyed with a lot of screaming in movies. Yeah, she did scream a lot. She did. That was a lot. Yeah, I would be annoyed, too. <laughs> But everybody did great. Okay. Did you like the cinematography? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's... it was good. Nothing to write, write home about. I liked the one scene when they're entering the house and you just get that, the camera just going through the doorway. I don't know. For me, that just, I loved that. Um, and then everybody walks in. Like, it was good. It was good. And I mean, I did, I did like the scene of the hearse and the funeral cars driving up to the house, too. Yeah. And like Brody said, it's nothing to write home about. This was, you know, the, the, the style of filming back then really hadn't progressed to what it got to in the future. So it it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was decent for the time. You know, and also with the, the, the that shot of them coming into the house, the, that swelling up of the piano in that scene really 
really hits it home too. Yeah. All right. Did you guys like the premise? Yes, I did because it it gave us this premise of them going into a haunted house and kind of flipped it on its ear. Yep. All right. Now on to our R's recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. Well, it's already been well, it was remade, remade, but yeah, it was I'll re- rewind it for days. I'll, I'll rewind it, and I and you know I do. I really like this, but I did, I gotta say I like the remake better. Okay. You know That's I got fair. I gotta say I actually have not sat through the remake. You should give it a shot because I I really. It's it's a really good it's a really good movie. They always have it on this time of year, especially AMC. So I'll catch it there first, and then I'll be like, okay, now I'll go watch it with no cuts in it and see what it really is. I'm gonna go rewind. Mm-hmm. I will definitely watch this film again. Um, definitely. I wouldn't mind a reboot if they made it a little bit more on the scary side. Still stick yeah. with the who done it. Yeah, but. And like I know they've already done the remake, but make it scary, man. Give me a really, really scary reboot of this. And give um, some go and, and make it ghosts too. Give actual ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh. Brody asked the remake did get a sequel, Return to House on Haunted Hill. We won't talk about that. Yeah, we don't. We don't talk about that one. I I never saw that one either. So we no. don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> okay, boys, give us those ratings, Babo. Three point eight. Hmm. Oh, all right. That's very generous. I'm going to go 3.5. You know, I feel like I it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty I fair agree. score to give it. Yeah. I agree. 3.5. That's where I'm sitting at also. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Johnny came in low and gave it a 2.3. Uh, yes. Let me double check. Let me double check just in case. Yep, 2.3 for John. Oh, Brody. you want me to tally it up? thought you were going to tally it up. I don't, I don't remember what Brody gave it. I can. Brody, Brody gave it a three. Was it a three? Yeah, he gave it a solid three. Yeah, it was a solid three. Yeah. Okay, so let me just tally that up real quick. Three point five plus three point eight. Sixteen point one. Drum roll. That gives us a three point two. Nice. That's yeah, that's, and that's a okay. fair score. That's a really fair score for mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so that is a three point. What was it? Three point two. Three point two for the classic. For the classic, the House on Haunted Hill, released February nineteen fifty nine. Yeah. So what are we doing next week, Chad Daddy? Okay, so next week we are changing it up a little bit from the schedule that I shared with you guys before. Because right. I actually, you know, we've had to do some schedule juggling and I ended up with two picks in a row and I didn't want to have that. It was going to be 1408, so I switched that. So next week we're going with the Big Johnny D's pick of the 13 Ghosts remake. Yeah, oh. buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, buddy. A, okay, I got to say. Matt, some Matthew Lillard action on this That's one. a, that's, that's it's a good remake. I, I think it is. I know there's quite a few people who don't. I think it's a good remake. I enjoy yeah. it. It's I love that movie. I enjoy it. I that the some some of the ghosts in that movie freak me out. Like the jackal to this day still fucking freaks me out. So I have I have a, I have a feeling. I have a feeling we all have already in our mind what we're gonna pick for favorite kill. Because there is one that stands out. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I Definitely. gotta rewatch. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. So do we have anything nerdy to talk about? If we do, uh, talk nerdy to me, baby. I, I didn't see much. I mean, I just wanted I would like to say in uh December we're getting Terrifier 2 on uh Blu-ray and uh, I guess Walmart's getting it exclusively, so they have a yes, steelbook version steelbook. of it coming as well. Yeah, 20 bucks. 20 yeah. bucks for the steelbook. I'm going to I'm going to pick that. Uh real quick, Terrifier 1. That's on DVD. Yes? No? Yes. yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure cuz I'm like if I'm going to go get Terrifier 2, I got to get the first one as well. So I got to pick them both up. Well, that being Walmart, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They'll probably do a two pack or something. Probably. Uh, I have a couple quick little things here. Maybe not little, but ones I'm excited for because we reviewed one of these movies. So, <clears throat> Hell House LLC is so that movie that series is getting an origins. The Carmichael Manor. It's coming to Shutter in 2023. Oh hell yeah! Because they, I believe they just they just been releasing the those three movies. Uh, I forgot what platform it was on, but they've been like leading up to making it. So now we're getting a Hell House SC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. So I'm so excited for that because all three of them are actually very good. But we, I mean, we reviewed Hell House on here, and I know we gave it a pretty damn good high school. Score. Well, see, and what, but here, the only thing that worries me about that is this will be the first one that's not found footage. Yes, it will not be. So I hope that doesn't hurt because I love the found footage aspect of those films. So I hope that doesn't hurt the movie, but I'm all for it. I, I love those films. So we'll see what happens. So, okay, here, here's what, it, um, here's a little, little bit of behind it. So far, it says this chapter of what will become known as hell house, LSE origin films, a group of cold case investigators stay at the Carmichael Manor, site of the grisly and unsolved murders of the Carmichael family back in the 80s. After four nights, the group was never heard from again. What is discovered on their footage is even more disturbing. So actually... Oh, it is found footage. It, it will be, but I think it's probably going to be a mix. I don't know. But it says here what's discovered on their footage is even more disturbing than what's on the Hell House. <clears throat> oh, so shit. I, I'm so curious. I'm, I'm excited. That's one of my favorite franchises of modern time. Nice. Yeah. So just real quick in the chat, Brody said, give me a 13 episode series where each episode explains the backstory of each ghost. While I'm all for that, it would need to be more than 13 episodes just so that we can get a little bit more background, I think. Yeah. But which I'm all for funny, Which is funny because I thought at one point that was being discussed as a possibility. I thought it was like supposed to be, happen at Netflix or something. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I'm all for that. I'd love to see the origins of these 13 ghosts. <clears throat> Agreed. All right. Anything else, Bobby? Yeah, one more because not a horror one, but this was a, a, it's still one of my favorite movies. So Twister from 1996 is going to get a sequel. Nice. It's going to happen. So far, they're trying to get Helen Hunt back. Uh, there's no definite things on it yet, but they're saying we are in talks. It's writing. We're looking to get, get her back. So uh, it, it literally just came out, uh, popped up today. So there's not too much on it, but I, I mean, the first twister with Bill Paxton and her was a great movie. Yeah. It would be interesting to see a sequel to it. Uh, if they do it right, I'm all for it. I only have one bit of news. And for me, it is huge news. <laughs> Man of Steel 2 is in the works at Warner Brothers oh, with really? Henry Campbell. Yes, Henry okay. Campbell is coming back as Superman. Thank 
the Lord. So that's all I yeah, got since, for nerd news. Since it was already spoiled, actually spoiled. I don't know. I have not. I have not even seen a I preview have. for Black Adam because I don't want to know anything about the movie. I have steered clear of all spoilers. Something tells me the spoiler that he leaked. I don't think that's the real end credits, post credit scene that that's, that's. I feel like it's. It was intentionally leaked <clears throat> to get more people into the theaters, and I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the big surprise that they wanted. Uh, all but, right, yeah. so the big, the big nerd news. Brody right here says huge news. Bloomhouse fucked Halloween ends. And boy, Fellas. did they ever. So we all three of us saw. Let's talk about it. Saw it. All right. Yes. Who wants to go first? Be my guest, Scoobs. All right. You so were the first to see it. I despised Halloween Kills. We know this. I went on a rant about it last year. Yep, me too. I had high hopes for this film. High hopes. Because I was like, okay, the, the, you know, the middle one always kind of sucks. The end has to be better. And no, there's just so much wrong with this movie. And I'm so tired of people trying to shove it down my throat that it's a good film. It's not a good film. Mm-mm. Without giving too much away, it just... <clears throat> It didn't work. It didn't work no. for me. And, and and the bullshit, oh, well, Lori can be happy now. Blah, blah, blah. Bro, her daughter died four years before horribly, but now she's living a happy, free life. Like, what the fuck? Like, that made absolutely no fucking sense to me. She, I, I'm sorry, but if I was in fear of somebody for fucking 40 years and then that person killed my fucking son-in-law and my daughter. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go and live a happy free life knowing that he's still out there because he hasn't been caught. Yep. I'm going to be even more on edge. Like it just, ah, uh, there were some cool things. I loved, I, I did like the new character that they introduced. I liked the direction it was heading, but then they said, ah, let me take a shit on you first. And that's what they did and just completely fucked this whole fucking movie. <clears throat> yeah. That's all I got to say about that. It was too inconsistent with the two movies that came before it. And I've never, I've never hidden the fact that I haven't been a fan of the Blumhouse sequels already, but it feels like this was an incomplete trilogy. Like the, it, it was like they ran out of ideas and then just changed the, what they hold their whole plan. Cause it didn't see, it wasn't a satisfying ending at all. Yeah. I mean, you had, just this complete 180 on Michael himself going from kills into this. I, again, I don't want to get the spoiler territory because people haven't seen it yet. But it's <clears throat> the Michael we had in Halloween Kills. And I, again, I didn't care for it that much. And I was going into it with the hope that this has to be better than kills. And it was so disappointing. It was so boring. This was practically a goddamn lifetime movie. With the, yeah. the, 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 the with the subplot going on, <laughs> Romeo. It, it was like it was it was Romeo and Juliet. You're right, Romeo and, Juliet, Romeo and Juliet. It was Romeo and Juliet, Natural Born Killers, which I also hated. Friday Part Five and Friday Thirteenth Part Five, all wrapped up into one fucking shitty movie. I would have been happier if it was closer to Halloween or Friday Thirteenth Part Five than it was. Yeah, I could have lived with that, but you yeah, know. definitely, definitely. It just they they had me with the whole, you know, when he grabbed when the whole eye thing and mm-hmm. seeing, I, I was like, Oh shit, we're going supernatural with this shit. 
and it was predict to me it was predictable like i said i, I predicted it from the opening scene, what was going to happen to that character, and I was right. I really didn't. I wanted it to go in a different direction, but it yeah. didn't. Goodbye. It went in that predictable territory. It was just uninspired. It felt like they ran out of ideas to me. Yeah, I mean, there's ton. There's ton of ideas. There was tons of ideas. Like, I just wish this is the one time they would have listened to the fans and given the fans what they wanted. Um, and it just. I don't know. And like you, I, I agree. I'm getting tired of people saying, well, you didn't, if you didn't like this, you just didn't understand. Like, yeah, we understood it, but we didn't like it. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, we can hate it. Even if we understand it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like highbrow writing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at all. Danny Mc, Danny yeah, McBride fucking wrote it. Yeah. So the they're trying to make it seem like it's this, this big thinker of a movie. It's and not. my daughter's back there dancing. She's distracting me. <laughs> That's your background <laughs> up there. I didn't know you saw me. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, so it, it, it's not this movie that is, is, you know, Oh, you need to sit there and think about it. It's not that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people are trying to make it, that just kind of shows that some of these people aren't really that bright. No, they're and, trying and to, they're, I've noticed they're pretentious. They're pretentious about it. I've noticed on TikTok A lot of the people defending this movie are Gen Z. And a lot of the videos being made about why this is a good movie and why this and why that they're Gen Z kids. And I'm like, you're dumb. Shut up. Like, I, 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 you don't get the whole point of what Michael Myers was. I just, (sighs) in one of my horror groups, uh, this one lady was defending it and saying how, you know, I like the, if you're, cause I'm a true horror fan. If you don't like this, you're not a true horror fan. And I almost said, you know what? If I'm not a true horror fan, my co-hosts are going to be severely disappointed because <laughs> we have a rather successful podcast. But yeah. I didn't. Sometimes I'm just so tired of them saying, you know, if you don't like this, you're not a horror fan. Yeah, it, it's, you can still be a horror fan and not like everything. That's, well, this wasn't a horror movie. No, That's the thing. This was not a horror movie. This was a love story mm-hmm. that had murders in it. This was not a this was a lifetime movie. movie. <laughs> there was, was nothing scary in this movie the, at all. Everything that made Michael Myers scary, they got rid of. And like I said, my main bitch with Halloween Kills is people bitched and complained that Michael Myers wasn't this this entity that you know with Rob Zombie's Halloween, how Myers just fucking just brutally killed everybody, and he didn't give a fuck if people saw him or not. He just fucking killed. People that hated that movie defend Halloween Kills as, oh, no, Michael Myers would do that. Okay, but you just sat there and said you fucking hated Rob Zombie's Halloween. You don't hate Rob Zombie's Halloween because it's a shitty movie. You hate Rob Zombie's Halloween because it's Rob Zombie. Basically. You know? And and because that whole scene where he fucking demolished the town that was trying to beat him down, and then... That's right, yeah. And then, spoiler alert, in Halloween Ends, he's a fucking homeless invalid living in the sewers. And then you see, you know, oh, you know, well, the more he kills, the stronger he gets. Where did that go? Where, where did that go? Like, I, I mean, if he's he's obviously been killing people in those sewers because that's what the homeless guy said. Yeah. So yeah. he there was people missing. And, and that's another thing that fucking bugged me. People were missing. You did not think to go look for Michael Myers or were you just at the point where you was like, eh, we're just going to let him go. He's going to do what he do. 
It just, I don't know, man. I fucking hate very, it. very inconsistent. But you know, you and I have talked about a lot of it. Yeah, about a lot about it. There's Bobby, a reason why I let you guys go on it. I, guys Bobby, you're, you you're, guys the yeah, you you're the Halloween guy. Yeah, you are You are the Halloween guy. guy so, all right, so. So, so, all right, so here, I'm going to start off like this. Listen, I know a lot of people out there with this whole trilogy. It's like, well, 18 was good. Kills sucks. I mean, listen, I, I'll say it right here. I loved 18. Does it have its moments? By God, I could go through the whole series and take every movie we love in this series and be like, guys, it has its moments. But guess what? We jerk off to it when we're like, yeah, this is the greatest thing to slice bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and okay, for and for me, for kills, I I do like the movie. I'm not going to say I don't. I do, but I know why people don't. And hey, all right, cool. We're all friends here. Who you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dialogue is not great. I'll 100 like listen. Dialogue isn't great. The only other thing I always ever say is like, well, if you're in an angry mob, you don't really talk sense anyway. So there's there's that real life stipulation. If you catch that a little bit, fair enough. I love. Loved 18. I like Bills. Okay. So for me, real quick, I do have to say this though. Whoever is their marketing people, no offense, but they're geniuses because the way they marketed it, I got to say, I'm like, you guys did a fantastic job. You did. You, you marketed. It's like, we're like, okay, we know we, well, we might be getting it, but we're still not sure. Like, there was a lot that was there. There was a lot that we didn't see in the movie that was in that trailer that I'm like, okay, which, which trailers can do. So when I went and saw, I saw this night or well, Friday, it came out Thursday, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Basically, you know, listen, this whole thing of, Oh, if you don't like this movie, you're not a true horror fan. <sighs> uh, that I don't, I will never understand. That's we're also in a time where everybody wants to be like, Oh, you have to do this, you have to like this, it has to be, you know, no, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, you know, but the, this movie, yep. but hate kills. There I'm like, go. I'll tell you right now, you love this movie and you hate kills, and not to you guys, but the people who are like so bent on this movie as a great movie, you like it because it's different. That's it. I don't mean to be mean, I'm not saying you can't like a movie i'm not saying you can't tell me why you love it i want to know why you love it but for a lot of people who like to be like you if you don't like this movie you're not a horror fan oh you don't know what I'm talking about no you like this movie because it's different just as we all love halloween three because it's different to a degree but right right same people you're right you're right to a certain extent but majority of the people that i have seen that love this movie and love it because it's different hate halloween three because it's because different. it's different yep. and again it's a, it just makes it makes it's just this is all a head scratch like listen were there good moments in this movie yeah there were i'm not gonna say there yeah weren't. there was there, yeah, there was you know, i can't you know i could hate a movie but if i still say you know it's got some decent moments okay am i still gonna buy this well yeah i mean i can't not have it i mean you know it's like buying the whole friday the 13th set and nobody wants to buy jason goes to hell because it sucked well, it's gonna be there guys you just buy it and don't watch it I have it. <laughs> if, I have it. If you don't like, I, I if you don't like it, it's okay. So I mean, so for me, this movie was the. I went in with medium expectations. I'm like, I actually had a thing before, like going in. I'm like, maybe everybody is. Maybe there's a release of two different movies here. I swear to God, I'm like, that would have been people, cool. See, I'm, that's because I'm like, some people hated it. Some people loved it. I'm like, what if that's the 
was mind fuck behind this. There's two different movies. I don't like, oh, They shit. released a different. It would have been cool had they released a different version on Peacock. Then what's in the theater? And in the theaters. That yeah. would have been, so been an interesting people, strategy. So that way, the people that watched it on Peacock are the ones complaining that they fucking hated it. But and the, the ones who went in the theater, to the theater were like, oh my God, I loved it. So, I mean, they did that with Resurrection. There's four endings, and each theater got a different ending. So that movie actually had the right shit going on at the time in terms of a release. I can't argue that. Okay. Yeah, really? I didn't, I didn't know so, they had... No, yeah, four there's four endings. endings. There's That's all. A whole nother conversation. I, I just oh, didn't realize it got released yeah. with four different endings. That's really unusual. Mm-hmm. I, know, I remember Clue did that back in the eighties. So, I I remember in the theaters I'm watching it, and my one friend she keeps looking at me, and I'm I'm not I can't look away from the screen because I'm like I didn't know I knew what I was getting, but I'm like, how am I gonna get it? I'm like, okay, we see we see Michael here, okay, okay, okay he kills one person and he's like rejuvenating. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, okay, I like the aspect that if he's killing, it's it's giving him that energy. I'm cool with that. I'm I'm fine with that. All right, all right. I got too much of a character that I didn't care about. <clears throat> I get where they're trying to go. I, I do. I really I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't, because you know, those intelligent people would say I don't. Like, no, I know where you're going with this movie, but the problem is that just doesn't happen over time into that doesn't just happen with the look you have to he should have been Corey should have been introduced know. in 2018 mm-hmm. yeah 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 he should have been introduced in 2018 <clears throat> the accident happens in kills and then we see the it, town I, basically turn I, him into what he became that right. would have been great but throwing this new character on us Made no sense. Who is the whole fucking movie, and we get ten minutes of Michael when it's supposed to be the end battle between Laurie and Michael. It's the last movie we're getting Michael Myers in, and you only put him in for ten fucking minutes. And mm-hmm. here's the, here's the funny part: is you say that, and everybody's like, "Well, he wasn't as much in in the original Halloween." I'm like, "Yeah, but we didn't know what we were getting yeah, we with the original." We didn't know what we were getting. We knew he was still he was still the main focus of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we understood that this was a this was a yeah, man. We were expecting you know. him to be the main focus in Halloween Ends, and he was not. <clears throat> so, so if, if they wanted so to make me, something so completely different, they should have just made that a different movie. Yeah. So here's what I mean. I, I, again, we're gonna kind of keep this a little spoiler free. So what I'm gonna say is this: with my little review here, I wrote something as well. You gave me too much on a character that I didn't know anything about. Has nothing to do with Halloween 18 kills, or for that matter, any of the Halloween franchise to begin with whether it's this trilogy or not you you say hey this is the last epic battle between michael and laurie so so we're making this clear right now hell the posters make it clear this is michael and laurie's story right mm-hmm. okay so it's been four years i mean what could have michael done i mean i i guess there could have been something where it's like where is he we really don't know where he is and if there was no people missing Fair enough. Like, okay, then then you could really give me he's missing. We're not sure. We're we're on edge, but we're trying to build back. We we, we have to because we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. They should have done it like that. And not, oh, we're all happy. Oh yeah, we don't know where the fuck he is, but people are missing, like you said before, Scoob. And don't don't give me ten minutes of Michael. I need if you're if this is the end, Michael has to kill. But that ending fight was not 
epic. Mm. Nope. It, it has to build up to that. I'm not saying I need an onslaught like kills. I still need to know that this man is a threat. Or this thing is a threat. He was not a threat here. The whole... Maybe maybe this is, has to be one spoiler. I will apologize, but I think it has to be said. That whole BS throwing him around and you get his mask off in 10 seconds and Lori can't get it off in 44 years. Are you kidding me? You know, this and, bitch, and then and 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 this bitch kid is all of a sudden strong as can be. That's okay, and that's what I was gonna get at. Okay, Michael Corey beat the fuck out of Michael, took his mask. Okay, but then, but right before that, Michael fucking killed a woman, or yeah, and fucking mm-hmm. pinned her to the fucking wall. With one hand obviously and- takes strength with yep. one fucking hand. And I'm sorry, but I'm already tired of the fucking pinning the fucking people to the wall. It's It's been done. Like, why the fuck did we need to see it again? But you're showing that he has strength already. Mm-hmm. And this fucking little kid comes and beats the fuck out of him and does something that nobody has ever done. And taking his mask, the fuck out of here. Yep, I agree. The kid had no business. Again, he had no business because he's nowhere in any other Halloween film. Yeah, and, so, it, and we got a lot about a character that I didn't even give two shits about him, yeah. to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, I felt bad for him at the beginning of the movie, but as it progressed, but, I just I just lost these the kids. For him. He high school kids beat his ass. Mm-hmm. High school kids beat his ass. He could not fight back, but he's taken down the boogeyman. Yeah, yeah no, nah. doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. So, so in terms, this movie it fell short for me. Obviously, it fell yeah. short for a lot of us. Listen, you love it. By God, you can watch it every Halloween. I'm not going to stop you. Hey, let's talk about it. Great. It, it's not what it was marketed to be but again the marketing geniuses i I can't argue with that but i really think and i I think maybe i might be right to some sort of degree even though this movie is doing well we all all knew it was going to do well whether we liked it or hated it because it's a halloween ends movie it's the last time for certain people i have a feeling and i'll say this i think the true ending is kills i will stand by that i will stand by that because it ends on his face you know, fair enough, whether he's dead or whatever. I think someone's going to come back in the future and make something that will follow up and end it a little better, or they're going to do something else. But I don't think you're going to get that for another 10 years. This movie fell short of a lot of things. It, mm-hmm. it fell short of the expectation of this is their last movie. You could have done that, and Corey could have still been there, but it could have been... Michael has an influence on him, but Michael still kills. He died. It could have been, it should have been better. I wouldn't have minded a passing of the torch. Like I said, before the show started, I loved the way Corey looked in the Michael Myers setup. He looked a lot like Dick Warlock. He had the same frame, a lot slender than Michael. He was smaller. I loved it. I loved that look. I would not have minded a passing of the torch. But I needed that supernatural, unstoppable killer that we were so accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Same. And to take that away and shove this shit in our face, I don't want to think when I go to the movies. I shouldn't have to sit there and <clears throat> be like, oh, 
oh, they, you know, you didn't see this for this. No, a fucking movie should do what it's meant to do and give us what the writers and, and the director, what their vision is, and we should understand it. We don't need a fucking explanation from fucking everybody else after the fact exactly. as to why why this happened and why this happened. Oh, but you didn't see it from this perspective. No, I saw it from my fucking perspective and it was stupid. It didn't make any goddamn sense. And like I said, the director sent out this long release about what he was trying to do with his film. I'm sorry, but if you did not get that on film and that's not how it came across, then you didn't do your job as yep. a director. You didn't do your job as a writer. Exactly. And that's the end of my rant on Halloween ends. I I have to agree with you 100%. And this is this is easily for me my least favorite of all the Halloween movies. I will take Buster Rhymes saying trick or treat motherfucker. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. At least that movie was fun. Yes. At least I, I think I got to rewatch that. That's been a eon for that movie. <laughs> but in ter- terms of real quick, uh, yeah, like if you have to think about a movie, I mean certain movies will make you think, but but good movies that make you think also show you what you're really thinking about too. Yep. Like smile, I say smile is a good, good thinker, but it's also like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Okay, a good a good you know. thinker movie would be like Jacob's Ladder. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's like a very psychological. Like a thinker movie has to be a mind fuck, but it has a resolution. Yes. Yep. And this was none of that. So no. I mean, the honest, I've I, I said this before air. Although again, it was still low expectation for this scene but the last 15 minutes i i don't want to reveal but i want to but whatever where you know we see michael do a thing to a certain someone and they do have the fight and we do see the end of a certain someone i will say the last 15 20 minutes of this movie with that if i had the movie i know they probably wanted to do and what we all most likely wanted i'd be fine with that yeah i still like the last one about it but i'll end my rant there like i said you guys love if whoever loves it by god we're still friends yeah well, yeah and that's the thing we can, <laughs> you know we don't have to agree on everything and that i i can still like you know john said he liked the movie he liked it and i'm really i'm he's not here i know i, I really wish he was hurt. here to give his take on it yeah yeah, yeah i do want to i think next week john if you are watching this or well he's probably gonna see he, it he was uh, john, he john i want to i want I want to hear your opinion and I want to hear solid back. I love you, but I do want to see it. Brody said the fight between Myers and Strode was dog shit. She's been struggling for years to kill him and she did it too easy in this. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's the other issue with it too. Yep. All right, fellas. Well, we are at an hour and 31 minutes, so let's go ahead and call this show. Chad daddy. Let's I would it. just like to start off by saying this is your Chad daddy, your dark load of knowledge saying we'll see you next week, bitches. This is your killing machine. Bobby Moon saying, it's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be here for the TV sets for the marathon. And do remember the big giveaway nine. Don't miss it. And don't forget to catch us next week. Don't forget to catch us next week at 6.30 p.m. It's almost time. Good night. And for the audio listeners that can't see, Bobby was swinging around his Halloween 3 set. And I am your host with the ghost, the prince of the paranormal, the duke of the dead, Lord Scuba Cabra, saying, stay fresh, cheese bags. Penis. Big.